Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks, and today my guest is indie comics creator John Robinson IV, whose Fourth Wall podcast, where he talks to writers, is very intriguing. But we're here today to talk about Scorpio, his urban fantasy uh, indie published, indie created, indie owned gorgeous piece of comics uh it's a it's a wonderful story and i'm you know i'm greedy i want more now but i have to wait so i'm i'm i will make myself <laughs> be patient but uh john welcome hey how's it going so tell us about scorpio the story of scorpio and where you know how you envisioned bringing this to light, so to speak. We have a a, a zodiac based, I'm going to say, secret society, and <laughs> uh, power plays, uh, struggles for control, and shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the base idea was obviously there's, there's a zodiac, you know, and most people know what the zodiac is, even if only vaguely. Honestly, I was one of the more vague people before I started writing this, ironically. <laughs> so uh, a lot of research and, and whatnot went into it. Um, but uh, the Zodiac is something that most people can connect to, at least distantly. So I, I, I was like, uh, well, since this Zodiac, uh, I guess, uh, system in, in the real world is something that we all know uh, and seems to be kind of a... Uh, real life mysticism you know we talk about the horoscopes and you know you read your daily horoscope and see what may or may not happen to you um but they're always vague of course they're always kind of like up to interpretation but just this idea of like kind of this cosmic um sense of of uh of mysticism is is is, is interesting and i was and i was kind of thinking like well why don't we do something with this like in in you know in a comic book setting where it could be where we can apply like more mystics to it right more comic booky uh, fictional mysticism to this stuff and and that way everybody kind of kind of has a way of see, seeing themselves in the story um, via their their signs so that's kind of where the idea uh, originally came from um, I did poke around and I saw that there were a few other you know, uh, Zodiac-based things, of course, because the Zodiac is, is very historical at this point. Um, so th there's there's been a couple of uh, stories out there, like, uh, I believe, like, uh, so the ones that come to mind right, right off the top of my head, there's, there's there's an anime, I think, called Saint Seiya, maybe? I never watched it. Oh, yeah, Saint Seiya. That, I, no, I like that one. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen it, but in my research, I, you know, of course, looking up here, hey, what, what kind of Zodiac media is out there? I, I kind of scoured the Wikipedia page. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I've seen like some, some stuff on like Webtoon here and there who did, did you know, talks about the Zodiac a little bit. Um, I'm sure there's countless, I, I know for sure my wife reads a lot of romance books. I'm, I know for sure there's a lot of romance fantasy books that heavily deal with the Zodiac. Honestly, the Zodiac's probably most heavily done in those types of books if I've, being honest uh i i actually found a series of private detective novels where the private detective she's uh she's psychic but she she guides like she helps guide some of her intuition through uh the zodiac 
and and uh, astrology, and the names of the books are different uh, signs. The different signs, nice. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, I think I, I read a, I read a book that used the zodiac too recently. Uh, Actually, by Nicole Glover, who I who I actually had on my podcast before, uh, called "The Conductors" was the first book, hmm. um, and it wasn't heavily uh, used, but they were there, like they were part of the magic system, like kind of, you know, in a more distant fashion, but they were hmm. there. But that um, that helped because so many people are familiar with what the zodiac is, what the signs of the zodiac are. Uh, mm-hmm. their, their generic meaning because most people start reading the horoscopes. You know, all mm-hmm. most people our age started reading the horoscopes when they started reading the comics in the newspaper because the horoscope is right there. <laughs> right, right, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of an interesting insight, right? Um, but no, uh, I, I again, I was never the big horoscope person, but I, I, I did think it was cool that we had this. You know, you know, all, all stories start off with a good what if, you know. So it was kind of like, well, what if? We had powers associated with the signs, and I, I didn't want to have characters named the signs. Um, I've seen that before in some stuff. It just wasn't really my vibe. I didn't want to have like a character named Virgo or a character named, you know, Scorpio or whatever. Um, but I, I, I wanted everybody. I wanted this. I did the sense of anybody has the ability to obtain the power. So that's where the relics came from. So there's there's twelve relics. Each of these relics are attached to the zodiac signs, and if you if you're holding the relic of the correct sign, then you get that power. So uh, this this makes things more intense uh, just by the nature of, of of probable conflict, because that means the power isn't uh, tied to any one person; it could be taken from you, um, which as you see in the first part of volume one it's it's a big deal with uh naomi and danny um so yeah yeah uh danny's kind of a you know onto the characters a little bit <laughs> danny's kind of a guy who wants nothing to do with the zodiac stuff but his family is deeply entrenched in the in its history and it's in its in its background um given that his father was the prior holder of the scorpio relic and uh yeah, he tried to ignore the responsibility, of course, and <laughs> and, and 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 you know hide hide it and and just say, you know what, I I'm just not going to be involved with that. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a, that was a pretty pretty uh, hardcore denial of the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, these stories, you know, uh, you have a, a heavy history behind you. That history has a way of catching up to you. So. Um, that happens in the, in the story in, in a relatively uh, volatile way when, honestly, on page one, when Naomi kind of has him by the neck, you know, um, <laughs> and it essentially lets you know that, yeah, that thing, which the reader doesn't know what that thing is yet, um, I, I I want it. And and you find out that, that, that she's talking about this this relic, you know. Um, so as the story goes on, it explains what the relics are. So the interesting thing is, in, is in, in this first volume, we, we only see or talk about the Scorpio relic. You know, the book is called Scorpio. People think initially, oh, it's only about Scorpio, but it's it's really about all of the signs. And I think we let loose in in issue two. I'm pretty sure we we mentioned that yeah, there's other relics. Um, so hopefully that'll that'll 
help garner the the uh uh interest of people who are not scorpios <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because it's a it's a th- i mean uh, i mean you even see the current capricorn holder and 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 the current leader. like you see some of the other signs in the first volume mm-hmm. um so we so we know that oh okay uh scorpio is you know the the, the guy who has a scorpio relic is just kind of this bum who tried to ignore the responsibility and Naomi's not happy about it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I liked I I liked the implication that there were like the the relics were a legacy. The power that came with the relics was a legacy. And the other signs, the the groups of the other signs were annoyed that mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh the the power of the scorpion the the scorpio's legacy was just being you know shoved aside being forgotten mm-hmm. and and the the lengths to which danny wanted he wanted nothing to do with this he's like you know my dad was a little nuts he just trained us i didn't want to deal with this Mm-hmm. The darkness is what he called it, I believe, in, in one segment. But mm-hmm. what fascinated me was, okay, what led to the choice of Scorpio being the focus of this uh, this struggle, this 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 fight over power? And the very last panel of the well, I I guess it's it's issue three, but the collection that I got, you 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 get that twist. I'm like, oh, okay, now we're going somewhere. I will not spoil it for people. I, I want you to read it. <laughs> but uh, what led you to choose Scorpio, the sign of Scorpio, and and all of its lore, all mm-hmm. of that the lore that that name embodies to be the focus of the story. Uh yeah, so the I mean the easy answer is because I'm a Scorpio. I want to be called Scorpio. <laughs> that's that's kind of the easy answer, right? Um, <laughs> um, but the the more serious answer is um, so I mean when we started with the concept, I mean so so the initial thought was okay, if we do something, it would be cool. If I first of all, I didn't want to name the story Zodiac. I knew it was going to be a Zodiac story about all of them, but I didn't want to like call it the zodiac or call it like signs or call it i get what i mean i wanted it to be Mm. like let's pick one and let's at least name it that even though it's about all of them so uh i looked around and there's maybe one vague old comic i think that stanley wrote called scorpio or something like that or maybe that old character i I don't know nothing that was of note that had the name scorpio so i was like okay cool um which which funny enough there's there are some other books some of the other signs have there's books of the name uh, i believe there's one called uh oh let me not blink let me not uh state the wrong name but there there is a there is a couple other signs i saw like full names uh like i think there's maybe a pisces comic out there um but it was had nothing to do with like i mean it was like vaguely zodiac based but nothing similar to what i was doing um but anyways, uh, no, uh, every story needs to have a protagonist, um, even if uh, I, I like to bring up the I like to reference Naruto a lot uh, because Naruto, the show was called Naruto. 
Um, and yeah, he's the central character and, and, and the story does revolve around his journey, but it also goes through every other character <laughs> in that anime. It really hits on all of their stories pretty heavily. Um, you know, um, and I, and I kind of think about that when I think about Scorpio, um, you need a focal point character and, and that's, that's the character, but really you we're going to, we're going to get a, a a good look at all of these all of these characters and and i say i'm saying characters and not signs because um there are some characters in the story that aren't even the sign holding character uh, or the relic holding characters that are important like uh people look at amy for example um and she's clearly a main character but she doesn't have um a relic you know at least not right now and uh so people were were curious. Oh, what's what's Amy's sign? Is is she gonna get? You know, she's a Leo. Um, they're like, oh, is she gonna get a relic? Is she gonna be part of the? You know, and I'm like, that's really, you know, you have to. As, as the story goes on, you'll find that out. But um, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, because you have people like the 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 group of people who came after Danny at the beginning. They're after the Scorpio relic, but they're they're part of. I guess the Scorpio mm -hmm. part of the organization, but they're not all Scorpios themselves. Mm -hmm. um, well, those, and, those three were those. And, so they, Naomi and the two guys with her are, are all Scorpios. Okay, but not everybody is like that. It's not like mm -hmm. uh, Aquarius is all Aquarius is like it, and mm -hmm. and Leos are all Leos or something like that. That that's the impression that I got. Just like mm -hmm. you have several focal characters who are part of that sign and who can wield some of the power mm -hmm. because of their association with, I guess the main, what are we calling them? Each sign just, they're just part of the sign. So the, so the group overall, the, the group itself was just called Zodiac originally. It's called the Zodiac. So there's a history behind it. It was called the Zodiac order. Um, and then there was a government-involved thing where it was called Zodiac, and then they broke away from the government. It was, it does, there's a lot of lore that hasn't been touched at heavily yet on, in, in the book yet. But but yeah, we'll just leave the name at Zodiac in terms of the organization. Um, but yes, the people who are involved in the organization are of all different signs. And they, and they get brought in in a very clandestine. Uh, clandestine type of fashion, you know, like the way they found Naomi was a very kind of a secretive offering based on somebody who was watching her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she's particularly miffed because she was the alternate person. She's the prospect, the adjutant prospect. What that means is uh, everybody who is a possible person to hold the relic is called a prospect. She's the adjutant prospect, which means she's the first in line to hold it uh, beyond uh after the person who is currently holding the relic. So in this case, Zhao Shim, Danny's dad, was the guy in charge. And he was training Danny to be the person, but we could see that Danny was acting like a little punk. And <laughs> um, Naomi Danny, Danny <laughs> succumbed to his fear. That's right, right. <laughs> it's a nicer way of saying it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Danny, Danny decided that he, no, he, was, he was afraid. Um, so it passed down to well, it, it would have gone to Naomi is the is the next in line, 
but then that never happens for things that we don't fully know yet in the story. <laughs> um, so that's where that's where we get her showing up really angry uh, because he she feels like he's disrespecting the legacy um, of the relic and his own family. So, how much research did you do into the nature of each of the signs, and how? How deeply were you going to dive into that with some of the characters that represent some of these signs? Yeah, um, yeah, it's quite a bit of <laughs> quite, a, quite a bit of research, especially. So the main the main thing was um, first the powers. Um, so I tell people when you're writing a story that the, one of the least important things are the are the special powers and all that stuff. Um, the, the main the main the most important thing are your characters, in my opinion at least, are your characters, your themes, and making sure that you have a, a, a yeah, essential, basically a central theme that you're that you're trying to explore. Um, then you could do the fun stuff. Um, I mean, I mean, work can kind of be interwoven along the way. You could do the fun stuff where you talk about the powers and the powers in terms of research. Obviously, before I was even doing power you know looking specifically to what the powers were i was just researching the science to to get a better understanding of each um and then like along the way of the research the power started to kind of formulate so the scorpio one the scorpio one's actually relatively easy i mean people are always calling scorpio shady so bam shadow powers right <laughs> um but uh <laughs> but for all of the other relics uh i i really wanted to focus in on their personality types, you know, the, the type of sign that it is, that that being whether it's earth, water, fire, um, air. Um, and I and I and I really want to focus on what best fits either the sign or at least the personalities. And then after that, so for you know, so for example, like cancer has force field abilities, you know, their their relic produces force fields. Um, and Leo's is being a fire sign, um, produces uh, fire. You know, the, uh, they're basically like a firebender. Um, but then after that, after that portion of the of, of setting up the powers, there's the personality portion, and and that I leave. So I I I I, I form the personalities of the characters vaguely around the traits that are the people associate with those signs, but I don't lean too heavily into them because I don't want to come off like uh, a particular sign as monolithically, you know. Uh, like this, you know, like all Capricorns are like this, or all Aries are like this, or whatever. Um, but I, but I, but I leave it, but I, but I lean into them enough to where they're recognizable. The personalities are, you know. Okay, now we get to the fun part. <laughs> you are the writer, but you're not the artist. That's correct. Yeah, the artwork in this comic. The only way I can describe it is it's perfectly suited for action. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the The fight scenes are delightful because they they imply more action than is actually on the panel on the page. Mm -hmm. And the even even during brief breaks, uh, or even scenes where there is no fighting going on. The expressiveness of people's faces mm 
<laughs> you can tell so much about what's going on. Like, for instance, the very first time we saw Carlos, you saw him in the background sitting at the table. I'm like, that guy is scheming. <laughs> that guy is scheming. Yeah, he's up to something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Was he up to something? Seriously. But uh, talk about the artist and and how you 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 conveyed what you wanted to see on the page. Yeah. Yeah. So funny enough, I actually started working like, so, so this, this whole idea like first birthed back in like 2016. Um, this was like before it was a script or anything. It was like a vague idea. And I was started to reach out to people and I found the colorist uh, first, actually uh, her, her name is Viviana. Um, we call her Vivi. Uh, <laughs> Vivi's great. She's excellent colorist. She loves, she's a, honestly, she's an excellent artist all around. She just happens to only do the colors on this book. But if you look, if you go to her page, her, her art is incredible. Um, like just her, her line art. Um, she's, she's an animator now, which is, which is pretty cool. Cause I've, over the years of knowing her, she was, uh, still in, you know, in art school and then she became an animator. Um, she works for some pretty large studios. I don't think I can mention what the studios are because yeah but <laughs> but she works she works in animation now um so i started with her and she helped me find uh i i, I did have like uh like i started talking to her first but i had a, like was vetting some other people out for the art um the line art initially um in the first so if you notice the first issues art is different from two and three so there was a uh, caesar was the first artist that i worked with but then after issue one, we ended up, uh, Vivi helped me find Marco. Uh, Caesar could not continue for various reasons. Um, yeah, just, just various, mainly logistical reasons. Uh, but yeah, she helped me find uh, Marco. And Marco was like perfect for the book. Um, and, and even, and even uh, Vivi liked working with Marco even more but just because of the his inking style. Uh, she was able to do more with the it's funny how you can how different things play off of one another she's able to do more with the colors because of his inking style so uh but yeah but when it comes to stuff like the the fight scenes like you mentioned earlier like i'm very the, the, my writing is very meticulous and very you know like we need to see the different fighting styles the different fight styles need to be evident in the in in the work so and in the scene in issue three, I think it is when he's there's like a flashback with him, with Danny fighting with his dad with swords. I needed to make sure that those scenes were Chinese fighting styles. You know what I mean? And and the different the different ways they move, you can only convey so much with in you know on a comic book page. But um, there's a lot of text <laughs> on the uh, and on the panels and a lot of references and stuff that I gave to to Marco to kind of really convey uh the, the the fighting styles themselves um but then to an extent like you know uh at one point i had too many panels per so the general rule for comics is the less dialogue the more panels you can have depending on the intensity of the action um but i i know for sure i had too many panels at one point in this script and we ended up dialing back um but yeah, yeah, we it was it was the kind of thing where because there was more action and less speaking on on some pages, 
we were able to get more of the small, quick, specific things that, that were carrying the fight on. And then where we needed to, we were able to insert like lines of dialogue that helped convey what was happening in the fight, you know. Um, you know, like parts where Naomi screams out to open the box and stuff like that, you know, um, to help convey kind of the intensity of the of the moment. It's just like your your act four, like like we're gonna die now <laughs> if you don't do the thing that you're afraid to do, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of where where that direction came from. Nice. I can't wait to to see where the rest of the story uh, goes. Like, and and I'm being totally serious. When when a story, whether it be comics or television or movies or novels, it, when a story grabs me, I become greedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want it all, and I want it now. Um, but what what is the overall plan how how long a series is scorpio going to be um the best i could put is, is or give you is ongoing um it's 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 a long haul story this is not like a, i never planned it for it to be like a mini series mm -hmm. i knew tackling the zodiac and the fact that i didn't want to only focus on this one side over here I knew that it was going to be a long haul project and I kind of intended it for it to be, I kind of intended for Scorpio to be my ongoing, um, despite other things that I'm working on at the same time, you know? So, um, I will be working on other things or I am working on other things, but Scorpio will be kind of be my constant. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, is there anything you can share about how the, the publishing process goes like from you writing to getting the artwork to putting it together i mean this this truly is an creator owned indie publication what is that side of the workload like for you oh yeah uh <laughs> pretty heavy <laughs> uh i find myself doing like uh administration administrative stuff more than writing nowadays and i've got a, a it's a struggle to kind of balance it back to a more of a 50 50 50 i i i really want it to be more of a 60 40 with 40 being an administration um or even 70 30 <laughs> to be honest but because i'm a writer you know that's why i like to tell stories but lately i've been doing a lot of just all right hitting these conventions uh doing my social media for the conventions maintaining podcasts Etc. Etc. Uh, lettering, and I, I, I also letter as well, um, which that's part of the comic creation process. But it's not writing though, so I put my writing in its own category versus everything else dealing with comics. So with all these other things going on, making making graphics for social media, making uh, you know maintaining the website, shipping out order, whatever it is, is all the stuff that I'm doing that's related to comics that's not actually writing the comic. Uh, so, uh, and not just comics, I, I, you know, uh, or not just this comic, but I'm writing other comics and I also write other stories. I'm working on a novel as well. And, um, but with all that administration, it makes it, it makes it pretty difficult. Uh, but, but that being said, uh, it's a good learning process. Like once you do your first issue, you learn a whole lot about the process and you learn what mistakes not to make it again, you get a better eye for art. You're able to point, you're able to, like, if you're looking for different artists, you're able to more quickly decide 
what you're looking for. And it's not always skill level. Some of it is what fits the book. You know, um, what kind of book are you telling? What, what type of tone is it? Um, you know, you know what to look for, you know. Um, but as it pertains to uh, an idea turning into turning that idea into a script, there there's a whole set of things with that. Um, first of all, I my my general rule of thumb is before you write comics, learn how to write. And um, and what I mean by that, I don't I don't I don't mean write a novel. I don't mean write become a proficient level seasoned writer before you write a comic. I just mean write something, right? Even if it's short, just a short something, just so you kind of get the idea of beginning, middle, and end of a story, and you understand some story basics, and then you understand um, a little bit of like what helps you to you know tell a story. And then write, uh, then work on your comic. And the, and the reason why I say that, some people disagree with me on this. I've actually had quite a bit of disagreement with some other creators and stuff on this, but I, I, I stand pretty strongly by this. Um, and the main reason why is because number one, comics cost money. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's a bad feeling to pour a lot of money into something that can't, that, 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 that uh, could end up not being as good as you want it to be uh if you're not getting like the feedback that you want from it or or it not being good you know it's just that the money involved you put, you put a lot of time effort and money into it and it's like man i wish it could have been this or didn't get the reception i wanted or etc etc i mean don't get me wrong some people may feel differently some people may just be happy hey i completed this thing on to the next one and maybe money isn't an issue for some people and it's like okay i'm just gonna you can improve your skill in that way I, I will say that the best way to know how to write comics specifically is to write more comics and specifically comics um, however i also feel that if you understand story at a baseline level then you're all you're, you're going to knock out a lot of the issues that you would have trying to write a comic because not only is there money involved uh so let's get the let's just put the money in its own box that's a that's one thing the rest of it is now you have to learn how to manage a team and you have to know how to pick the right artists and you have to know how to convey what you want to that artist. And then you've got to worry about not only what your characters are doing and their personalities, like you have to worry about in prose. Now you have to worry about how they look. Now you have to worry about, you know, like there's, there's so many other elements. You have to worry about my pacing in terms of panels, like pacing in regular stories is already difficult. Now you're worried, now you're worried about pacing in comics. Comics are very, very rigid. You have six, uh, roughly, you know, one to, I would say probably usually maximum of nine panels. Your average is about five to six per page. Um, you don't want to waste time talking about nothing in your panels. You don't want to, you want, everything has to really move along more rigidly than most other art forms um, or writing forms in, in comics. So with all this other overhead to think about, it's to me so much better to at least have written and, and understand it at least at a very basic level, regular stories before you get into the comic story. You know what I mean? Cause it's just so much, so much. Um, yeah. Uh, and when you're, when you're relying on a graphic medium like comics or television, the yeah. story needs to be the anchor more than the right. visuals. And, uh, is I'm I'm a I'm a fan of story. I'm a student of story. These things matter to me. So it's 
I understand what you mean. Like when the story doesn't work, you can, that's when you lose uh, your audience. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, I, and I do want to reiterate, it's, this is really, when I say learn how to write, I don't mean learn how to write like Neil Gaiman or some <laughs> other great writer. I just mean learn your basics. And, and if that means you just wrote one short story and you feel pretty good about it, then that's, that may be all you need. You know what I mean? Um, but, but do it with intentionality, write that, that first short story or whatever with the intention to really um, understand the art. I'm going to use this story to understand the art of writing and, and, and be able to reverse analyze what I've done. And, and, and then as I continue to write, I, I plan to improve. I think that's a goal in writing. I think every time you write a story, it should be kind of your goal to improve as you write, make this, this latest story better than the last. It won't always be some people, you know, some people's um, earlier stories are better than some of their other stories. And, you know, and, you know, maybe they haven't even written their best story yet. You know, who, who knows? Um, mm -hmm. But you, but the goal when you're writing, in my opinion, should always be to improve upon your writing. And, and, and when I say approve, I mean, your intention is to make people feel something when you write stories and, and, what they feel is kind of up to them, but you should be trying to evoke some kind of emotion. Um, so what I mean by what you feel, what, what they feel is up to them is you may have a melancholy story or you may have a happy story or, or whatnot, but your job as a writer is to explore that story so thoroughly that your audience uh, can kind of walk the journey and then whatever feelings that journey pulls out of them is, is what they experience. Um, but mm -hmm. as long as you make them experience something, that's that's kind of the goal, and and however you can do that best, if I think that's the kind of the how do you how do I make you feel more? <laughs> right, right. It's, it's what you know when I'm reading a story, that's when I feel something. When I'm reading something, I'm like, oh, that was I know it was good because I felt something, you know. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that as a your part of your administrative tasks was going to conventions. I know you were recently at uh, New York Comic-Con and you you also have Scorpio swag. Uh, how, how did that go in New York? Oh yeah, Scorpio went pretty crazy. Yeah, New York Comic-Con was great. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty wild. I, I, I sold out of all my books, um, except for floppies. I, I did sell out of my floppies because I, uh, I, I brought too many floppies and I should not have brought floppies. The, the, the thing was everybody was everybody wanted the graphic novel. So like <laughs> the floppies were kind of just there. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I sold out of graphic novels, then the, gra then the, then the floppies started selling like crazy because there were no more graphic novels, but uh, yeah, everybody wants the graphic novel. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you were, like you were saying earlier, um, but no, it went, it went, it went really good. Um, I, I do have like some some little things here and like for for Scorpio like I have Scorpio shirts and I mean like I, I couldn't bring them to New York Comic Con because of travel, um, but I know for sure that some people ordered who were at the con ordered them afterwards because as soon as I got back I had orders for some shirts and stuff, um, <laughs> like from the online store. Uh, so yeah, I do have some swag online. Uh, how long do you think it'll be before you start seeing uh, Scorpio cosplayers? Oh man, I hope soon. I really do because uh, 
there's been a that, few people that, that that's when you know you've that. made it right <laughs> right that's a that's kind of like a good scale right <laughs> um yeah there's been a couple of cosplayers that are like uh yeah i think i'm gonna try to go for this cosplay for naomi's the main one that people are looking at um, uh, of course <laughs> like let me cosplay her there's, there's been a couple of people who said uh let me i'm, I'm gonna go for bonnie but bonnie's outfit's hard to do i mean honestly so is naomi's naomi's outfit's kind of hard to do bonnie's outfit's hard to do amy's the easiest to be honest <laughs> uh, but some people have mentioned amy you know so um but yeah i i would love to see some some cosplay from from scorpio i'm, I'm just kind of waiting for somebody to walk up at a con where i'm, I'm gonna be at it <laughs> be like yeah let's take all the pictures nice nice so other than scorpio and administrative tasks related to producing scorpio what what are you working on i mean i mean we know about the the podcast the the fourth wall of writing talk a little bit about that yeah yeah so the the beyond the fourth wall of writing is a is exactly what it sounds like it's a writing podcast where i interview authors about the writing process um i'm really just secretly trying to get my own insight and then putting it on a podcast so that people can hear it but uh <laughs> but no um no it's a podcast where i i i talk to authors it's for authors it's for writers of all mediums not just um not just comics not just um not just uh, prose, but all mediums. And I, and I want to talk to them about the writing process and what that looks like, because there's like that kind of some creative, a lot of creative things are very um, kind of veiled in a way. Like we don't really know, like you, know, you, you go online, you look up how to write and then they go, here's three act structure and your character has to go through the character journey. And, and you know, here's a, here's what theme is, which is still like one of the most elusive things in the world theme. Um, and here's what, uh, you know, here's, here's what character archetypes you need. And don't forget the hero's journey and all this stuff. And it's like, all right, I got you. I know all these concepts, but like, now that I'm writing my book or I'm writing my, like, how do I do that? <laughs> you know? Uh, and that's what that podcast is about. The podcast is like, all right, I'm going to talk to good writers who, who, are, who have proven themselves as, as having written good stories and then we go okay now how did you do that though and and in hopes that that somewhere in those conversations somebody will get an aha moment um and we've had some pretty interesting guests on there so yeah yeah talking to to folks who who write the stories is uh is is fun for me as well because like i said i i am a fan of story i'm a student of story i i want to dig into the messy parts and, and figure out how it ticks, you know? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> that's any, like, I, I've worked in so many creative areas that it's like, I mean, it goes for writing, it goes to graphic design, even lettering. And like, for, for lettering, for example, it's kind of like, okay, I look at this interesting looking bubble and I kind of think I know how they did that. But I'm not sure. And then you go to talk to like a letterer or the letter who did it. And you go, hey, I was wondering, how did you do this? And then they tell you the exact thing that you were thinking. You're like, oh, wow. So it really is that that rudimentary. Like it's really it really is that, you know, it's usually usually the thing is the thing that, that they did is something that's very. um, What's the word? Uh, it, 
like there's there's not an easy answer to how they did it like it's it's usually something that it's like yeah i took an hour to retrace these lines and then create you know i i hand drew this and then i did you know and then i had to apply this and then you know like all these different elements that you're like oh okay that's the way i was thinking of it too i was just wondering if there was a more efficient way but i got it <laughs> you know <laughs> uh that's what it is with any creative thing whether it's that or writing you know so if if someone came to you and said that they were interested in getting into comics be it writing or inking or lettering or coloring uh or just you know just the artwork the 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 putting being the mastermind and putting together an entire book where would you suggest they start it's like okay start here for this start here for that and then just find your path uh the ground zero for all of those things um it's, it's funny this is also the same question that i ask anybody that i start to work with um is scott mcleod's understanding comics Mm -hmm. that is the definitive ground zero that is your episode zero of making comics in my opinion it is the first book that any comic creator should read if they want to make comics <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and that's for all mediums i think it focuses like on writing actually it really just focuses on the art of, of making comics to be honest it's not really only writer focused it's yeah, that's not true at all. It's, it's it's actually focused on just the entire art of it. So all of those people will get value. Um, you know, any of those members of the comic creating uh creating I guess team, uh, they would find value from that book. Um didn't he also write a second book about oh yeah, there's, uh, there's making under comics? Yeah, there's there's understanding comics. I believe there's making comics in the like in the backseat of my car right now, I have another one. It has like a purple cover called uh, something. I can't, I forget the name, but it's another. It's another comic creation book. It's like another, the next uh, yeah. iteration. We'll, we'll find them and list them because, yeah. like I said, comics is such a unique medium, and I think it has ups and downs, like everything, you know. But I, 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 I believe in the stories coming out from the small publisher and indie publisher and creator owned worlds. And uh, Scorpio is one of those stories. So thank you for your dedication to getting this story out. <laughs> no, thank you. Like it's always, it's such a surreal thing, you know, like I have a vague idea for a story and then that story is now on paper and you know uh, or in book form and, you know like the first time you uh, held a print copy of the first issue it was like wow this thing is a this is a physical thing now <laughs> you know it's it was a it was just an idea like a couple years ago this is this is crazy you know so yeah yeah it's like it's you guys putting like even you doing like, this podcast or people who come to the conventions and and buy the book and they're really in you know they're really excited about the next issues and stuff like that that's like a huge like you know huge motivation to keep it going you know so where uh are the best places to find you online and uh buy scorpio or scorpio swag scorpio related swag mm -hmm. and uh listen listen to your podcast 
Uh, yeah. So there's, uh, so Scorpio specifically, you can go to Scorpio Comics, uh, Scorpio or I'm sorry, ScorpioComic.com. Um, that'll change soon because the company is actually called Fourth Wall Comics, and Scorpio is not going to be the only um book that is under Fourth Wall Comics. Fourth Wall is with the Roman numeral, by the way, because I'm John Robinson the Fourth. So it's uh, actually I V W A L L is how you spell Fourth Wall Comics. But if you if you search that now, you'll run into the to the store that has Scorpio Comics. And um, if you look up just ScorpioComic.com, you'll you'll run into that. The 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 podcast is on the website called FourthWall.net. Again, I V W A L L dot net. Um, and you honestly, if you look up that or my name in the podcast or Fourth Wall of Writing Comics podcast. You'll find it, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it's also all over Spotify, um, iTunes, uh, Stitcher's gone now, sadly, uh, but it's on iHeartRadio. Um, so all the major podcast hosts, even hosts that I didn't even personally put them on, but got it got restreamed to. It, it's on there too, like FM Radio and stuff like that. Nice, nice. Well, we'll have links to all of those places where people can follow up and check Scorpio out for themselves and, and your other your other works. Uh, John, thank you so, so much for your time today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi right after this. Escape Pod, the free science fiction podcast brought to you by Escape Artists. I rippled a welcoming cadence of light beneath my skin, and then, seeing the newcomer was human, made my best approximation of a smile. Welcome to Helixer Transgalactic Lounge. Each week, one story told well. She should have never come back to this God's forsaken junk heap of a space station. But she couldn't help but miss it when she was away for too long. From the most astonishing and visionary storytellers of the genre. But because time is a trick of the mind, it can be hacked. And we have gotten good at it. We had to. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on the web at escapepod.org. And on Patreon under EA Podcasts. Hey guys, this is Arjun Gupta from Sci-Fi's The Magician. You are listening to Slice of Sci-Fi. And once again, you can head on over to ivwall.net. That's John's website where you can find out more about uh, listening to his podcast as well as where to buy Scorpio. And for the books he mentioned, that's Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. And another one I had bought years and years ago was the DC Comics Guide to Writing Comics by Denny O'Neill, which I have just learned is out of print and very expensive these days. But it looks like there's a new version the DC Comics Guide to Creating Comics by Carl Potts. 
And there's also a, I guess the Marvel equivalent by Stan Lee called How to Write Comics. I've actually never seen the Stan Lee book before, so I may have to check that one out for myself. There were a couple of others about writing comics, creating comics, and uh, if if I find all of them, the, the ones that I've actually read over the years, I will include them in the show notes. And there's also a couple of books out there about... Uh, drawing and writing manga. If I can find the ones that I'm familiar with, I'll include those too. And how about you? What are you looking for in comics and graphic novels? Are you yourself interested in producing your own comic series or graphic novel series? Let me know. Call in, leave a voice mail message. The number is 602-635-6976 or shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. You can also come by the website, sliceofsci-fi.com and leave your question or comment in the discussion section for this episode. And you can also start up a discussion over on Twitter at Slice of Sci-Fi or now over on Blue Sky at SliceofSciFi.com. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple or following on Podchaser, please consider leaving us a review. Let folks know you are enjoying the show, and maybe they should check it out for themselves. You can also check us out over on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Slice of Sci-Fi. We have a lot of uh, interesting video content over there, reviews for Slice of Sci-Fi, commentary from Babylon Podcasts, and uh, pretty soon we'll be adding a few old podcasts to YouTube, to our podcast channel on YouTube, so you can uh, revisit some old shows. Keeping out there, things are going a little slower than I expected. It's a lot of work to convert those to video and get them all transcribed and subtitled, and but uh, I figured that way you guys would enjoy it more. At least that's my hope. I'd like to thank everyone who's currently helping to support the efforts here in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe with Slice of Sci-Fi, with Writers After Dark, with Babylon Podcast, with Charlie Jade, and a few other shows. Your pledges through Patreon, your donations through PayPal really do help keep things uh, online. So for that, I am very grateful If uh, you'd like to add your support, the place to go is patreon.com slash sliceofsci-fi where you can pick a tier, any tier, and become eligible for perks. Every month I randomly generate a number and pick an email address out of the hat and that person gets to choose from 
the books, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks that uh, I receive here as review material because I don't have the space to keep all of it. So supporters, fans, friends of the show get first dibs at uh, some pretty cool stuff. Again, the place to go for that is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. But if you're interested in helping support efforts, but not interested in committing to a monthly pledge, you can help support efforts every now and then by going over to PayPal, paypal.me slash sci-fi summer and donate every now and then. Your pledges and donations are truly, truly appreciated. Another way you can support the work we do here is through sliceofsci-fi.net. That is a curated shop. Uh, All of the books and movies and TV shows you can buy through there are affiliate links, so every little bit helps. And I'm going to be adding some of these uh, how-to-write-comics reference books over there. Don't know why I didn't think of that before. And uh, like I said, all your, any purchases through sliceofsci-fi.net are affiliate purchases and do help support efforts here. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next time. Take care. Mm